Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we're talking with Latifa Alhaza. She is an Emmy award-winning travel journalist and documentary filmmaker. Her work can be found in Vogue, CNN Travel, Harper's Bazaar, Frommer's Travel Guides, and The Manual, just to name a few. She is also the co-founder of Femscape Sojourns, a boutique women's travel company, and has been named as Travel Massive's 100 Inspiring Women Travel Founders. Welcome, Latifa. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. I have to say, I find your background fascinating. You grew up living a bicultural lifestyle between Kuwait and the United States. Were you born in Kuwait? Uh, No, I was actually born in the States, but moved to Kuwait when I was three months old. So I lived in Kuwait until I was six and then moved to the States for all of my schooling. But ever since then, I've traveled back every single year for anywhere from two to seven months, depending on kind of uh, what I have going on. And oh, wow. so going between the two, especially as a kid, you know, kind of learning about other cultures, learning about the world, finding my yeah. own self. Um, it was really interesting to just, there are obviously very different cultures. So it was just really interesting to, to see aspects of, of the American culture and of the Kuwaiti culture um, and to kind of pick and choose things that I thought were, were right in society, things that I thought were wrong. Um, it kind of also enabled me to kind of have a really open perspective on, on people's ideas and, and their thought process, process and their way of life. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I feel like it shaped who I am today and, and how I view the world and, and view others and such. Yeah. That kind of an experience is invaluable for sure. When did you know you wanted to be a travel writer? So this is an interesting question. A lot of people ask me this, and I'm not really sure. But I will say that, um, so I went to a global studies and world languages academy for high school. Okay. So we, we learned about the world. Um, and obviously, we had also like group trips, school trips as well. Um, and so my last year of high school, we were required to do a capstone project similar to like a thesis. And I just, I knew I wanted to incorporate travel and I didn't know how, and I kind of just randomly selected, maybe I should, uh, uh, produce a documentary. I, I had had experience working on the yearbook committee. I had experience writing articles for various local, um, outlets, like local magazines, local newspapers. Um, and so I kind of had that little sense of, I wanted to go into journalism, but I wasn't really sure. So I decided, obviously, producing a documentary is one form of journalism. So I decided to give that a shot. And that's what I did for for my project. And then after that, I kind of realized, I think I do want to go into journalism. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into print journalism or digital or TV. But that's kind of how I chose my major for college. And then I just ended up loving it. And I've continued on ever since. Yeah. And what was your first big break, would you say, during or after college? Uh, I would say my first big break was during college, undergrad. Um, I was selected to be a part of this group that traveled to Turkey to report. Oh, wow. And each each student had um, different topics. 
And so my topic was about a journalist who had recently been released for prison, from prison because he was jailed due to speaking out against the government. So I was able to produce a documentary about him. And I would say that was my first big break, um, won an Emmy for that. And, and yeah, and then so then I went on to graduate school. And after graduating from my master's, then I ended up getting an internship with CNN in Hong Kong. And so I guess that's also like my second big break, I guess. Yes. And then how did you focus narrow down into travel and travel outlets? Yeah. So, I mean, I knew I, I've always loved travel, but that's not what I originally went in for. Um, right. I was kind of reporting on more hard news, politics and such. But when I had my internship with CNN, which was also for hard news, the travel intern did not show up for the internship. And so they asked me really? if I was willing to cover some of her topics. And I said, yeah, of course, why not? You know, I love travel. I never really thought that was kind of a thing I could go into, I guess. Right. And so I ended up covering some of her topics and I covered them. I, first of all, I enjoyed them a lot more. And I was so much better at writing about these travel topics than I was about writing about anything that I was assigned. So they ended up just kind of transferring me over and I became the travel intern instead and kind of just went on from there. And I've never, I've never looked back. I've, I rarely write about anything other than travel now. Isn't it amazing how these things happen in our life? And we, yeah. <laughs> we were hoping for it, but didn't even know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what has life been like as a freelance writer? So it's been different. Um, so I started out, so after my internship with CNN, then they hired me. Um, and I stayed with them for a while and then I worked for Fromer's travel guides mm-hmm. and then I ended up going freelance because my mother and I decided to launch a travel company. So I figured it would, I would have more time and be able to kind of schedule my, or arrange, I guess you could say my schedule, um, to be able to accommodate also working with my mom. Right. So I decided to go freelance and I also loved it because and I still love it because obviously now I see my name in various outlets, not just one specific one. I also don't have a specific schedule I have to adhere by besides my deadlines. So I am loving the freelance life. Um, I still travel constantly and I don't have to, you know, let anyone know that I'm traveling. I just work from wherever I am. And uh, obviously it's, it's a bit more of a struggle as far as trying to secure a, an article in a magazine or on a website as opposed to if you're working for one company, but, um, but I love it. It's, I love it personally. What are some of your most memorable stories? Oh, that's a good question. So obviously the one I wrote about, or I guess the documentary I produced in Turkey Mm -hmm. was very memorable to me since that was my first kind of big, big break. Um, uh, for my master's thesis, I also produced a documentary in Nicaragua about students in Nicaragua and about how their mothers create bracelets and sell them in the States so that they can raise enough money to send their children to school. And I really, really loved writing that story. Um, I was able to go into the homes of these children and these families. I was able to go into the schools and uh, kind of really get a sense for their way of life. So I really enjoyed that. And I, I, in general, I enjoy the stories that I write where I can really interact with the locals and put my feet in their shoes, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, I've also written fun stories. Like I stayed in an extremely luxurious hotel in Greece and I was able to write about the hotel. 
So obviously that was very fun to write as well. Um, but I get more out of the stories that I really can interact with the local and, and learn about their hardships and their way of life. Yeah. The stories that touch you when you're writing them and reading them. Exactly. And I know this is another tough one, especially for travel writers, but do you have any favorite destinations? So I've, every time people ask me this, I've always said the Galapagos Islands. Uh, it's been quite a while now since I've been, but it's always really had a special place in my heart. And I think at the time it was definitely the most unique place I'd ever been to. Um, it was really interesting seeing the wildlife. It was really interesting meeting the locals since it's such a, such a small community. And at the time they didn't really have frequent tours to the Galapagos Islands. So I felt like it was definitely territory that was, um, was untouched and not many people knew about. Um, so that's definitely one, uh, again, I've loved everywhere I've been, but I guess you could also say in Asia, I love Vietnam. Um, I've loved Iceland. I've mm. honestly, I've loved just about everywhere, but if I were to live somewhere, I'd probably say Spain. <laughs> okay. I like that. Why Spain? So I grew up studying Spanish. A lot of people think, even though I'm Arab, a lot of people think I'm Hispanic. So that kind of <laughs> drove me to learn how to speak the language. Um, and I, I don't know, uh, when I was young, my mom studied in Spain. And so I kind of spent a few years of my childhood there. And then when I was in college, I studied in Spain and it's just a a culture, just a really passionate, vibrant, warm culture that I think if I were have, if I had to relocate to another country, um, that would be the country I'd want to live in. So how do you like to find your stories? It really just depends. You know, sometimes I, someone tells me a little tidbit about an area or about, for example, I guess, um, a few years ago, I remember someone telling me about how in Egypt, there's this whole community that is built out of trash, like recycled trash. Really? Um, and that's all, that's all they told me. They didn't give me any more details. And and after that, I was just extremely interested. And so I ended up like kind of digging into that to write a story. So it could be something as simple as someone has just felt like, then that was a stranger, like on a train. So it could be something as simple as that to, you know, maybe I've seen the story written and I kind of want to explore it with a different angle. Mm-hmm. Or most of the time, it's just, I'm on a trip, like on my own, or maybe even for a different story. And I come across a unique angle. And then I decided to go kind of deeper into that. Okay. So how about PR professionals? How, how can they best help you do your job? Do you tend to get ideas from them? Do you have pet peeves? So I don't really have a lot of pet peeves when it comes to PR agencies reaching out to me, but something that does really bother me is when we're working on setting up a press trip or an individual trip or whatnot, and (laughs) they want to know the specific the specific angle that I'm going to write about. Mm. Um, to me, that is a pet peeve because I could, I could make up an angle or I could use the angle that was pitched to me, but right. that's not usually the angle I end up writing about. At right, the end. right. Usually I travel there and there's like a really unique experience I wasn't expecting, or I might meet someone that's really unique and, and kind of write about them. And yeah. so I actually really enjoy receiving their emails. And when they reach out to me, I mean, I always, I read every email I receive. So 
sometimes I will get a story out of maybe a press release a PR agency has sent me, um, but not often, honestly, just because yeah. obviously it's being sent to a lot of journalists. So, and the hardest part is like finding a unique angle for my editors. Right. So I don't always go with that. But for example, if I know they represent um, um, a tourism board or, or a client that I think would have a unique story, then that's when I really like working with them in order to kind of figure out an angle or, or get me out there or something like that so that I can come up with a, a different story than what they have maybe already sent me. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I know that you've said one of your greatest accomplishments so far in life was launching the travel company with your mom. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, um, my mom and I have always traveled a lot since I was a kid and something my mom always found interesting. She used to be a professor. So something she found interesting was a lot of her colleagues thought it was crazy that my mom and I would travel to some of countries such as Morocco or countries that people like maybe think are dangerous or, or females shouldn't travel to them alone. And we would do this on our own. And, and they thought it was wild how, how she was able to do that without my dad, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom thought that was interesting. And then I've always thought it was interesting because my friends think it's a crazy concept that I am able to travel with my mom for over <laughs> three days. And, <laughs> and still survive the trip. <laughs> so we took these kind of two two issues and combined them, and decided to come um, come up with a travel company that caters towards women and caters to like three different types, three different groups, I guess you could say. So one, so we have trips for women ages forty and up. We have trips for women in their twenties and thirties, and then we have mother daughter trips. Oh, and wow. everyone is free to join whichever age group they prefer to join. But it's mainly just because women 40 and older probably want slightly different activities than women in their 20s and 30s. And then of course, the mother daughter trips really cater towards mother daughter activities. So yeah, it was combining those two issues along with, I receive emails all the time or text messages, I guess, from my friends asking me to send them recommendations or create like a mini itinerary for their upcoming trips. So we decided why not we create these trips, we create the itinerary, we travel with them as their guide since we know so much about the countries that we decide to travel to. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how we came up with this idea. And has it been going? Well, since COVID, it hasn't been going great. Uh, right. Um, before COVID, we were doing well. We, we just launched in 2018. So okay. we haven't, we're, we're, Still fairly new if you don't count the COVID years. Right. Um, so 2018 was slower since it was the beginning. Uh, 2019 was great. Beginning of 2020 was first two months was good. And then obviously COVID hit. So since then, we actually haven't had any trips. Okay. But we are currently working on getting some trips up for next year. Okay. Well, we'll have to be watching. We must also yeah. mention that you were named one of Travel Massive's 100 Inspiring Women Travel Founders. That is quite an accomplishment for someone who only graduated from undergrad about seven years ago. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was exciting. I was shocked, um, but I love the Travel Massive community and I love a lot. I know a lot of the 
the people on that list. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was an honor to be side by side with them. Yeah. Congratulations. And Thank before you. we go, I need to ask, what are you currently working on? And besides the um, company, you know, with your mom and any other plans for the future you can share with us? Sure. Um, I'm working on a couple of different articles for magazines such as Vogue and Travel and Leisure. And as far as upcoming, what's coming up, that's a great question. Honestly, I work so last minute. So mm-hmm. it's best to ask me a week before because I just feel like sometimes I have trips in advance. Sometimes I don't. I've been in Kuwait for a couple months now and I thought I was going to return like two months ago and I just returned a couple of days ago. So upcoming stories, not quite sure yet. Upcoming trips, not quite sure yet. I am headed tomorrow to Bonaire uh, for oh, scuba nice. diving. Yeah. For a scuba diving trip that has been planned for quite some time now. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's hard to answer that question. Sorry. Take it one day at a time, right? Yeah, basically that's what <laughs> I try to do. How far out do you want people reaching out to you? I guess it is easier for me not to plan far out in advance, but that's not always the case. I mean, I, I currently have a trip planned for Labor Day weekend, uh, for a story. Okay. So I, I can plan it out. Uh, I guess it just depends on the dates. For example, if you were trying to plan something in July, I, I know I'm not able to do that right now. But if you were to plan something after July, I can. Um, it really just depends, honestly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And how can um, everyone learn more about your company and you? For my company, Femscape Sojourns, um, anyone can follow us on Instagram at Femscape Sojourns. Or our website is also femscapesocialins.com. And my personal, my personal Instagram is Tifa Travels. I have links to my work on LinkedIn and on my personal website, the Alhaza Adventures. Oh, thank you. We'll link to those on our show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Media in Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time.